This time we're going to be talking a little bit about scoring. Uh, in the past, we talked about AP, which is kind of like agent scoring your own personal score. And there is a faction score, or if you want to call it a team score. Um, it's referred to as regional scoring. Uh, there's a lot that's involved in it. So this is going to be a longer one, a little more complex. But we're going to talk about how scoring works when you field and how that relates to your faction score, regional score, and global score. Now, to get into that, there's a couple of things that we need, a couple of terms we need to discuss before uh, we get into the actual scoring stuff. And they're, they're timing terms, and they're important things. There's a checkpoint and a cycle. Um, let's start with the easy one, a checkpoint. A checkpoint is a period of time that is five hours long. It's always five hours. And at the end of the checkpoint, most of the MU scoring happens. There are a few things that are MU-related that happen at the time that it happens. But for the most part, when checkpoint happens, that's when they check the score. So you might think of this like a period in a football or a basketball game, except you only count certain scoring items at the end of the period. And it's kind of hard to figure out, but but you'll see as we go on. So there's five-hour long checkpoints. Then there is a cycle. A cycle is a series of 35 checkpoints. So that makes a cycle about 75 hours, well, it makes it 75 hours long, which works out to a little more than a week, 7.3 days. Um, if you look at it over you know, a longer period, that means there's roughly 50 cycles in a year. So you might think of a year as a season, and a cycle would be more like the game. So think of that cycle like a football game or a basketball game. Uh, you compare scores at the end of that game to see who wins. Uh, same deal with a cycle. Um, when you look at the history of the scoring and things, you look at the end of the cycle to see who is ahead at the end of that cycle. When they start a new cycle, that MU scoring goes back to zero for both factions. So you kind of start again, like a new game. Um, cycles themselves are numbered, like 2019.35, uh, which indicates that it's the 35th cycle in the year 2019. And again, 50 cycles makes the whole year, so it's like the season. Um, and if you look at the history of the scores, you're going to see that individual checkpoint scores are recorded and cycles. So that's your timing. Uh, now we get into the actual idea of mind units, and mind units are the things that generate the actual score. So it's like a team or faction score again. Uh, mind units are scored by creating fields, but you've got a couple of different things that MU uh, will generate. You have your individual MU scores, which can rack you up for some badges and things of that nature. You have regional MU scores, which is often referred to as a cell score, and that's a score that a lot of players really work with and, and compete with since it's something that they can affect. And then there's global MU scores, which takes all the regionals and puts them together so everybody's score for the faction goes together. But that's all based off of the MU scored by the agents in their faction. So... Sometimes it counts, and sometimes it may not count, depending upon your timing. Most of the things that are individual MU score th things that you do, like you make a field, that's going to score as soon as it happens, and you'll get credit for it, so to say.
that goes towards figuring out whether you are a regional top agent for that particular cycle or that particular checkpoint. And it, it shows you regional MU scores or cell scores. These are the ones that are tricky. These only score if they're standing or active at the time of a checkpoint. So it's really important that when you throw that field, if you want it to count towards that cell score or that regional score, it has to be standing when the checkpoint comes. If it's one minute before and it goes down, doesn't count. If you, know, you get that field up one minute after the checkpoint and it stays up for you know four hours and 55 minutes and then it goes down, even though it's been there a long time, it doesn't count for that cell score. It has to be up at the time of the checkpoint. So let's go back and talk a little bit about individual stats related to MU scores. There's a number of things that you can get badges and stats for. Um, two badges that come to mind, the Illuminator badge. That is a badge that is for the lifetime MU that you as an agent have scored by making fields. There also is the Mind Controller badge which is the lifetime number of fields that you've created. So it doesn't really matter how big those fields are. Mind controller is just how many fields. Illuminator is how much MU you scored from those fields and as well. Uh, stats, you've got all kinds of stats that'll, that'll relate back to MU. Uh, control fields created, of course, that's your mind controller. Mind units captured, that goes towards your Illuminator badge. The largest control field created by you, that'll be in your stats. Uh, under combat stats, enemy fields destroyed. So if you're looking at taking down those fields. Defensive stats, maximum time that a field has been held by you. And then there's this kind of confusing stat, which uh, I don't see a lot of people talk about, but it's really a good stat. Largest field MUs times days. So it's a mystery for a lot of people, but... It's the only stat that takes into account both the size and persistence of the fields. So not only how big a field you put up, how long does it stay up? So if you put up a giant field, that's good. But if it only lasts for one checkpoint, it's not as good as if it would last, say, for several days. So if you're kind of familiar with the term man hours or person hours, it's kind of like that. You could have one 100K field. And if it's taken down quickly, you've only scored 100K for that field for your team. But if it stood for a long enough time, it might make more. So, you know, if you put up a 20K field and it stood for six days, that's going to generate about 120K MU. So this takes into account both those things, the size of the field and how long it, it stays up. Uh, still kind of a mystery of how it actually works. But if you have that one gigantic field and it stood for a short time, you're going to get a big number there. If you had a fair size field that stood for a long time, again, you'll get a big number there. If you had a couple of small fields that stood for like years, you might eventually have a big number there. So here's the real mystery. How are MU scores calculated? Now, there's some basics, and most, most uh, players just go for the basic idea because if you get into the, the really nitty-gritty, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But here's the basics. A field created by connecting links scores the mind units calculated by using the population of humans that are under that field when it's created. So the area of the field. So it's, it's sort of 
So your basic rule is the bigger the fields with the greater population under them will result in higher MU scores. And that's true pretty much for everything. So when you're looking at the regional score or the cell score, that's a little bit different as well. So what that actually is, it's an average faction score of the MU scored by the fields that are standing at the time of the checkpoint. So it's not only your fields, it's all the fields for your faction that is in your region at checkpoint time. And it has to be at checkpoint time. If it's up one minute after, it's good. If it's one minute before, it doesn't count. So that's why most ops are going to plan to have fields created by the operation that they'll have them up and standing at checkpoint. Uh, especially if it's a great big field, if it's a BAF, a, a big R's field, uh, they want to make sure that that's standing at checkpoint because they know it probably won't stay up for longer than one checkpoint. So give you some examples. Let's say that you have in checkpoint one, again, we start a cycle at zero. Checkpoint one, uh, you and your compadres have fields up for 900,000 points, MU. So your score at that point is 900,000, 900,000 divided by one. The second checkpoint comes along. Your opposition comes in and takes 300,000 worth of those fields down. So in that measurement, at that second checkpoint, you only have 600,000. But you don't add the 900 plus the 600. What you do is you add the 900 from the first checkpoint to the 600 for the second checkpoint and divide by two because there's been two checkpoints. So now your your score is 750,000 for that checkpoint. Checkpoint three comes along. Let's say you add, and your friends, you add another 150,000 of uh, MU to the fields. So the measurement at the checkpoint at that time is 750,000, 600,000 plus the extra 150. So you added or you had standing at the time of checkpoint, 750,000. But the regional score is that checkpoint and the two before added together. So it's 900,000 plus 600,000 plus 750,000 divided by three now, and it's 750,000. So fields that are up at the start of the cycle and stay up, for a number of checkpoints within that cycle are really going to boost your faction and score uh, cell score. If you put fields up at the end of the cycle and they're part of that cycle and part of the next cycle, they may not boost it as much depending upon how things average. Um, but if you're consistent, you have things up, it's going to really help you out. So another example, let's say that you have somebody who comes through and puts out a, a mega field or a bath. So, you know, in your first checkpoint, Maybe you've got 5,000, so divide by one, 5,000. Let's say somebody comes in and throws a bath over your entire cell uh, in our area. This is probably about right. We, we don't have a whole lot of population in my cell. But let's say that somebody scores 2 million MU in that second checkpoint. So now you're going to take the 2 million and you're going to add the 5,000 that you already have. So really at checkpoint you have 2,005,000 plus the 5,000 from the first one. Divide that by 2. So now your regional score or cell score is 1,005,000. You're doing great. Checkpoint 3 comes along and probably realistically that big field is gone. So they take that field down. 
And let's say nothing changes. So you still have your 5,000 up from your first checkpoint. So your running score is 5,000 from checkpoint 3, 2,005,000 from checkpoint 2, 5,000 from checkpoint 1. Add that all to, and divide by 3. And now your regional score and cell score has dropped to 671,667. So it drops off real quick when you have that big field and it's not up. Your fourth, let's say your fourth checkpoint comes along. Again, you've got the 5,000 that you got standing. So you've got 5,000, 5,000, 5,000 plus 2,005,000. Add that all up and divide by four. And now you're down to 505,000 MU. So just in two checkpoints, you, you, you know, lost 50% of that MU score because that big field is no longer there and the way that it averages. So those Big-ass fields, as they're called, BAFs, um, they're going to help out that cycle score. But due to the fact that they rarely stay up for more than one checkpoint, they are not going to win you the cycle, usually, unless you do something to keep that score up. Some of the finer points along the, with the scoring, you got to make sure that when you make your fields that you want to get a lot of MU by placing them well. Um, so you want to look for an area that has a lot of population. And that's where it gets into kind of some of the mystery. Okay. So you can layer fields. So you put one field and then another field that's just a little bit bigger, but you're covering mostly the same area that you covered before. And you'll probably get a little more MU. But there will be times that you may make that bigger field and your MU will actually drop, which doesn't make sense because you're like, I've covered the same area. I'm covering more. Why does that MU drop? Well, again, a little bit of a mystery. We're taking some guesses here. The actual formula for calculating MU is, is, is that mystery. The ingress community seems to have bits and pieces of the actual algorithm. And here's what our best guess is. It has to do with Google S2 mapping cells and the population according to the census. Now, the census data is, is pretty easy to understand. It's, you know, the number of people that they had in an area at the time of census. The thing that's a mystery is the S2 cells. Now, S2 cells are a special kind of cell or representation on a map that's good for representing three-dimensional objects on a two-dimensional plane. I know I'm getting kind of crazy here, but it's what Google uses for mapping and a lot of people use for mapping. And the nice thing about it is that it can be used in a formula such as MU to say, I'm going to take this amount of space and I'm going to multiply it by the population and I'm going to come up with this particular number. But the thing that makes it kind of different is that S2 cells are not of a particular size. There's S2 cells that are level 7, S2 cells are level 17, and the way that it works is as you get to be a finer detail, they're going to use a smaller S2 cell. So the area field does not seem to be figured by the lines that the field actually draws, the actual line where the triangle is created but rather it's by the S2 cells it covers fully or partially. And that's what makes that MU score kind of jump around a bit and may actually drop as it gets bigger. 
So it's possible to make that field that layers over the top of a previous field gets that less MU. The working theory is that the MU score is calculated by the sum of the population of the S2 cells covered by that field, partially or in whole, divided by the number of S2 cells it covered. So when you make that field a little bit bigger, you may be grabbing onto four, five, six new S2 cells. And those four or five new S2 cells may not have as much population in them. And since you're dividing by the number of F2 cells, you're reducing the amount that you're going to come up with. So the other thing is those, they have different sizes, which we're not sure what size S2 cells being used to calculate MU. I'm guessing it's level 17 cells, but I could be wrong. They can even use different size cells. Like maybe they're using uh, level 7 S2 cells and level 17, depending upon what you've covered. Uh, a level 7 S2 cell is about the size of a regional score cell on the Ingress Intel map. So they get bigger as they go. When it gets to bits and pieces on the outside, they might even start using like level 12 really small cells. Um, so it appears that when you make a field a little bigger, it may get into those S2 cells. Those S2 cells may have a lower population, and you're dividing by a greater number, so your MU goes down. I know that's really confusing, but uh, what you really need to think about is just what's the best way to come about it. And probably here's some recommendations for you to, to make your MU scoring better. First of all, talk with your local community before making any big fields, especially fields that can cover a large portion of your cells. Somebody else might have something planned, or they may be doing something that can help you out. Find out if others are fielding. Work with them if you can. That really works out well. The big thing is be aware of checkpoint, because you can do a lot of work, and if it doesn't hit checkpoint, it's not going to count towards that cell score, that regional score. On the other side of that, destroy opposition fields just before a checkpoint. Don't give them time to put it back up. Anchor. Anchors are those corners on, on your triangle. If you can, anchor in a densely populated area. Now what this does is it puts that in one of those smaller S2 fields where there's a higher population. So that ratio is good. And your score will probably go up. So even if you cover an entire city, you might not make as much as if you anchored somewhere within the city. Because, again, you're reducing the number of S2 sales and you're not including those cells that don't have as high a population that are out on the edges. So if you anchor in a, in a populated area, you may score more. Of course, put your anchors on durable portals, portals that are less likely to be attacked or reached by opposing agents because if they stand for more than one checkpoint, they're going to count more than one time. So those portals that have limited access like a park that's closed at night are, are good. Don't forget to anchor portals that you can recharge. <laughs> if it's going to be there a while, you need a key to recharge it because if it just drops off, it's going to go away and the links are going to go down. One other thing that we didn't really mention much about with linking, which we'll, I guess we'll have to talk a thing about linking, be aware of link distances and limitations. So if you're low level, like a level three, you're not going to be able to make a portal high enough for you to link a very large area. That doesn't mean you can't make 
a fair amount of MU. It just means you've got to be really careful that you're in an area that has high MU, like in a city. And just because you're low level doesn't mean you can't throw a long link. It just means you can't make a portal that you can throw a long link. So if you happen to you know have keys and you're on an L6 portal that somebody else built, you can throw that long distance. Think of mods that allow you to throw farther and defend the anchor. Mods are always good to help out to keep those fields up and keep them counting MU. And you might keep in mind rethrowing. If if they take down one anchor, you could bring that anchor back up and rethrow the field just before CP and make that bonus score again. And every time that you make a field, again, the MU that you make for that field, whether it hits the CP or not, goes towards your individual stats. So just if you make a whole bunch of little bit of fields and they don't hit CP, you could still be the top agent for that checkpoint because you made a lot of fields and made a lot of MU that unfortunately just didn't count for your team. And lastly, keep track of the fields to score a lot of MU. Since there's a little mystery to the scoring and it's kind of hard to figure out and project what you're going to get, if you build a field that scores really well and you know where you anchored them, keep that in mind because you might be able to do that again in the future. If your opponents are a little laxed and they don't you know, run the blocking, throw it again. So that's kind of MU score in a nutshell. There's more to it really, but the real basics, bigger fields, a lot of population, more MU. You want to keep Prime Tips coming your way? Then consider becoming a Prime Tips supporter. For as little as a buck a month, you can support Prime Tips as we give you new ways to enjoy Ingress and your Ingress Prime Scanner. So throw us a buck or two. We can use it for important things like gas, food, frackers, and most importantly, creating Prime Tips podcasts and videos. That's right, I said videos. Every Prime Tip audio podcast has a Prime Tips video to go with it because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to see something done instead of hearing how something's done. So, become a Prime Tips supporter. Visit bit.ly slash Prime Tips support. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital S-U-P-P-O-R-T. And to watch our videos, go to bit.ly slash Prime Tips Video. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital V-I-D-E-O. Check the show notes for these and other Prime Tips links. Thanks.